Planet Worker, a world in development. Human Agency and International Development Series. Episode 8, Managerialism. Several development analysts have identified managerialism as key to the institutionalization of developmentalism. It sets out to establish order to complex social settings in the form of idealized scenarios to be achieved through technical approaches to projects and policy. These contributors have argued that managerialism extends to reconciling the gap between the actual reality and the ideal by an emphasis on rigorous technical planning and implementation processes, coupled with the application of external models emanating from globalized collective practice. Development can hence be considered as a process of bringing together the contingent components of the global development arena in a local setting, in the form of ideas and actors who are then tied together by translation of one kind or another into the material and conceptual order of a successful project. Once the idealization of change objectives has been set in the form of project objectives, the strictures of the project provide the parameters of managed behavior. The input of the local participants is to locate these models and processes in a manner that they appear achievable. And the role of the practitioner is to try to ensure the feasibility of development objectives in both the project and social reality. The emergence of the development project matched changes in the global political orientation towards the notion of development. As the failures of the macroeconomic growth model of the 1950s to the 1970s became apparent, development assistance increasingly focused on defined objectives for specifically targeted beneficiaries. The shift from untargeted to semi-targeted aid was reflected not only in the sectoral development policies adopted by international assistance organizations during the 1960s, but also in their planning and implementation procedures. The greater emphasis on project preparation and design was also based on the notion that projects needed to be tailored and targeted for more effectiveness. Increasingly, aid agencies became more rigorous in their planning and financing methods for directing development finance, resulting in the packaging of development initiatives into self-contained processes, the development project. In addition, aid agencies played a much greater direct role in the implementation and management of project processes and finance. This came about largely as a result of their enforcement of highly specialized and technical project planning and implementation methodologies, which they assumed the host country or institution did not have sufficient skills to employ. A development critic, Rondinelli, has noted that this is not by accident. Rather, it is quite consciously intended in that the methods of planning, analysis and management introduced during the 1960s and 1970s, and which still dominate the procedures of most international organizations and governments in developing countries, were not primarily concerned with flexibility, responsiveness and learning. They were more concerned with efficiency and control. Project implementation modalities and financing instruments shape and contain the interaction of actors and their influence over the project. These mechanisms of control establish boundaries that even powerful development actors are unable to transgress, creating what Francis Cleaver termed the tyranny of techniques. Another commentator, Cavalcanti, argues that the disjuncture between the development agent's view about what constituted the people's needs and those of the community risked creating artificial need. That is, the technicians were ready to show the community that it did have a need, of which the local people were not aware. 
Clear that technicians were not intentionally creating artificial needs, but their own worldview determined what others should see as necessary. A range of analysts identified the role played by development implementers and the influence of their approaches as important, either to ensure the integrity of a depoliticized planning process or as conveyors of the planning methodologies that embody neoliberalism and social control in development. This is an idea explored in more detail later in this series. A post-development critic, Escobar, has argued that planning is in fact integral to controlling social change through its social engineering premise. Planning techniques and practices have been central to development since its inception. As the application of scientific and technical knowledge to the public domain, planning lent legitimacy to and fueled hopes about the development enterprise. Generally speaking, the concept of planning embodies the belief that social change can be engineered and directed, produced at will. This rationalistic approach placed great emphasis on quantitative analytical tools over socially inclusive approaches and introduced scientific and mathematical mechanisms into the development process. Apart from technical control, the mechanism of the development project serves the political intent of development as a decolonizing process by imposing an economic understanding on social life. Institutional practices such as project planning and implementation give the impression that policy is the result of discrete, rational acts and not the process of coming to terms with conflicting interests, a process in which choices are made, exclusions affected and worldviews imposed. Another well-known critic, Ferguson, asserts the inherently political nature of the project to depoliticize development. He says that by uncompromisingly reducing poverty to a technical problem, and by promising technical solutions to the sufferings of powerless and oppressed people, a hegemonic problematic of development is the principal means through which the question of poverty is depoliticized in the world today. An additional feature of rationalist planning methodologies, like logical framework analysis, is that it allows for finance to be specifically targeted and expended according to a detailed project plan. Indeed, rigorous budgets and management controls over expenditure ensure that project participants have very little independent decision-making power over resources ostensibly allocated for their own benefit. These have patently negative effects on the ability of the targeted beneficiaries to assert their own identity and priorities on the project process, undermining the principle of agency. The post-development school would argue, to plan in the third world, certain structural and behavioural conditions had to be laid down, usually at the expense of people's existing concepts of social action and change. Rationalist planning approaches and the centrality of the development project have particular importance for NGOs engaged in development processes, influencing their role and institutional orientation toward managerialism. Many of these NGO actors are obliged to plan and implement projects according to specific technical models such as the logical framework or other rationalistic planning methodologies incorporating outcomes prediction. The application of managerialist methods does not only impact upon the agency of external actors, the project participants, but also the agency of practitioners who employ them, the practitioners. This is explored in more detail later in this series. Planet Worker, a world in development. Planet.